When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Hey, 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 y'all. It's your girl, London B. And I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Y'all already know what's going on. All right, so we have Miss Lun- No, let me not say Miss. We have the 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 London the. B here uh. for Off the Porch. I know that we are only two months into 2021, but how's it going for you so far? Amazing, amazing. I woke up. It was January. I woke up again. It was February. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, London, I was doing my research. And I saw, I like zodiac signs, and I saw you were a Gemini. Period. What you know me? (laughs) (laughs) And I do know that they do be calling y'all Chucky dolls because y'all be a little bit bipolar. So Possibly. Maybe. Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you think that is slightly true? Um, I do, just depending on how we deal with you. I do think sometimes I can be a bit moody, but who's not? And don't fuck up my frappe. Like, come on, there's things you just can't do. So, I mean, I guess so. That's what they want to call it. They love us for real. I really do love. I have like they a love, love hate for y'all. Like, sometimes y'all get on my nerves, but other than <laughs> that, y'all real cool. Y'all give really good advice too. That's what I'm talking about. See, somebody rooting for us. Out here. <laughs> somebody rooting for us. Now, you're originally for New York. How was it for you growing up there? Uh, New York is different. New York is definitely cutthroat. Um, it was very much so a, a 
teach yourself, each one teach one type of city. So I was around people who either taught me or around people who I had to teach. Um, but either way, it probably wasn't the most uh, nice lessons. Maybe it might've been fighting, maybe it might've been robbing. I mean, whatever happens stays in New York for sure. Uh, but Brooklyn taught me a lot of different things, especially how to survive. So I appreciate my city for that. And you know, as I was looking into your story, I saw that you were a mom at 17. Yes. How was that experience for you? Um, it was scary. I'm not going to lie. I feel like being a mom before you're even, it's like a child having a child. So before you're even developed, um, it was, it was scary. Um, the first five months, I was really confused on what I was going to do. I really didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go through with it. Um, but my mom was a firm believer on if you've grown enough to lay down, you've grown enough to have them. So <laughs> she was one of them mamas. <laughs> now, how were you able balancing having a child so, so young while still trying to find yourself? There is no balance. I think that I'm, and I, that's just on an honest level. I think we try to create some, even structure and schedule, but even then shit happens. There's no real balance in having to become a mom and do uh, music. Yeah, and I'm a mom too. And I know like, especially when you're in the creative field, there's yes. absolutely no type of balance at all. You want to believe that there should be, <laughs> but it's like, I have to do something every day. And so do our kids, so. <laughs> it's like nonstop, man. It is, it truly is. Now, what was your breaking point for you to finally step into your calling full force? Um, when I kept leaving work and lying about it, I kept telling Bed Bath & Beyond that uh, I needed to go home. It would be the silliest emergencies. My, like my dog is sick, uh, my cat just threw up. It would be the most silliest things, but I just feel like when I kept leaving work, I knew the day I really was gonna stop when I left work to run up to Party, C Party City and hide until uh, my shift was over. That's when I knew, I'm like, I can't work for nobody. I just never been good at working for nobody. I'm not on time. I struggle with a lot of different things, like following the rules. That's when I knew it was time. It was time to give it up. Would you say that there was like a very significant thing that, cause you know, we all have that significant thing where it's like, I'm done. Like it's yeah. time for me to just walk into it. W would you say anything like that happened to you? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you walk into it cause I was working and I was performing. So when I really walked into it was when I seen um, the reaction from a crowd. It was probably like my first big crowd. Keep in mind, I ran Atlanta for a year and did shows for free for a year off mm. of one single called Go Off. Um, and that was important to me. So when I started to see that they started to react and they started to want to look forward to seeing me and want to look forward to hearing the, the record and the song and the whole club started to sing Go Off, that's when I knew it was time to kind of pursue this. Now, you were already big in Atlanta, but when the world like really got introduced to you was, of course, Rhythm and Flow. Yes. Um, how did that opportunity come about for you? It came about after that year. I did um, Atlanta Pride. It was that Sunday. Um, I did Atlanta Pride and I performed on stage. Um, and that was like my first big, big show. I had backup dances. That was my first time going through the whole thing. Um, and keep in mind, I'm an independent artist, so definitely wasn't the most straightest show, but it was a good show. Um, and I want to say about three days after that, I got the call for Rhythm and Flow. And the next day I had to leave to go to L.A. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. What were your emotions like? Crazy. No, <laughs> they were super crazy because I felt like at that point, it's like, what am I going to do? I'm not even prepared. I do have my child. I'm not really sure if this is the best decision. You know, what? So like it was so random um, and I was hit with it so fast. But I'm I'm really resilient. I don't really don't nothing miss me. So. I took the I took the call, I took the flight, I took all of it.
Now, were there any times on the show where you felt like you wanted to throw in the towel? Absolutely. What? Every time I got up, I was like, girl, this is going to be the end of me. <laughs> and I'm just playing. It was, it was really a great show. But I think every day, I mean, you're in a competition, you're competing with people. So every day is a test of your um, endurance. Um, and I think at some point it does get a little, uh, you do get a little curious about yourself on if it's possible for you to continue to do it. Mm. Now, do you have any like crazy stories from the show? <laughs> um, not any. I feel like there will be some that comes out. Probably not from me, per se. I'm not the craziest. I've had crazy moments, but it'll come out. <laughs> uh, you're not giving us the tea. What? I don't, I don't really know what's a crazy moment. I'm a Gemini. I don't know what's crazy. Oh, Lord. Anything that's crazy <laughs> is normal to us. We don't know. We don't know. You guys, y'all are going to find out. Now, what would you say were the sacrifices that you made while being on the show? Um, definitely being away from home. Um, I wasn't familiar with L.A. when I first uh, did the show. I was familiar with Atlanta, but once we got to L.A., I'm like, what is this? So it was like being away from home, the food, like the food in L.A. is not the best. I know shade, but the food was very much so skimpy. Like I was tired of eating salads. I wanted something that I can taste, feel, love on. Like it was a big uh, culture shock. It was a big culture adjustment, at least in my opinion. From Atlanta to L.A. is totally different. Now, during one of your interviews, um, you stated that it was so many lessons on and off the show. Yes. Um, what was one of those lessons for you? Um, patience. I feel like the biggest lesson was like being patient um, and being able to take um, con constructive criticism because um, that was really big for me. Like, I just feel like when you're independent and you put everything into what you do and you make these huge investments for your life to change, you're not really so willing to let somebody come um, unless they really want what's best for you. Um, so it's a lot of discernment you have to have with the criticism. But if I would say anything, I learned to accept what was good for me and leave what wasn't. Oh, I love that so much. Cause it's like, we don't want to hear it, but we know right. we need to. Absolutely. You know, in our heads we're like, can't nobody tell me nothing, but it's like, oh my God, there's something wrong. Like I'm doing something wrong. I completely understand. Like, and you know, and I honestly feel like there's no wrong. And the people who are for you are going to be able to explain these things. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Things in mm -hmm. a very um, committed and um, forward motion. Like, I just feel like I'm just very discerned when it comes to who's criticizing um, what I do, but also, too, it's a lot of passion in what I do because I, I came from the bottom up. So that was important to me. Now, I do want to talk, I can't wait to talk about the industry with you because I know yes. being a female, especially a black female, yes. it's a fool. So what would you say it takes to be mentally strong in this industry as a black woman? You really have to know who you are. You can't be, you can't listen to just anything. The shit just be crazy. People will tell you all types of stupid shit. You can't listen to just anything. I feel like most importantly, it's really knowing who you are and being yourself and being comfortable with being yourself and not comparing yourself to others in the industry. 
like really understand that your lane is the one you're creating and the one that they created is the one they created. We are not to compare ourselves because we're all powerful. So I just feel like more than anything is stay away from competition and stay focused on commitment because I can't compete with nobody. I don't think no bitch fucking with me. Ooh, that's on God. Like for real, that's how I feel. Yeah. When I like for real, when I wake up, when I go to sleep, that's how I feel. I feel like ain't nobody fucking with me. Like that's me. Now, do you think feminism has boundaries? And what I mean by that is, for example, in one likeness, we celebrate Doja Cat, Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B for their sex appeal. But on the other hand, we have like someone like Lizzo who embraces her sex appeal as well. But the general audience wouldn't receive it as they would like Megan and Cardi B and Doja. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> um. I think there's a sense. Now, don't shoot the messengers. I'm just a Twitter. I'm just on Twitter. Don't mind me. But I do feel like there is a boundary to feminism on an honest level, on an honest scale. People are more willing to see Megan Thee Stallion get naked um, in comparison to Lizzo. But um, that's what makes Lizzo Lizzo. And she's not afraid uh, to make that comparison, but also step out as if there, there isn't any at all. And that's why we love Lizzo. So to be honest, I don't, there's a difference in how we might view them body-wise, but ultimately too, there's no difference in what they're doing and how they shine their light on people who are just like them. So I think both ladies are doing great. So now we have artists that don't display sex appeal often, but are extremely talented, such as Tierra Wack, Kamaya, yes. Rhapsody. Do you think that holds them back from being a bigger artist? Tara Wack is pretty big. <laughs> like, Tara Wack is pretty big, and I think her creativity has kept her afloat. I don't think anything, I mean, you got Missy Elliott. Mm -hmm. Like, there's people who have been able to creatively stay afloat. So I don't think it holds them back. I just think it's, it's a matter of what's appealing uh, to their audience. I think it's important to know your audience and know how to stand out and know how to be that God for your audience, because I think that's what we're missing. There's a lot of creative people that don't get undressed. Uh, but they've learned that their audience might like to see them in bright colors or bright lipstick or very theatrical type of videos. Like, you know, it really just depends on your audience and how they receive you. Now, how do you personally find that balance emotionally while dealing with industry politics? Um, I try to keep real, real, um, I try to keep people who really fuck with me around me I'm gonna be honest, cause you really can't avoid the industry politics. They've been there before we got there. But then also too, when you got a, a group of people who genuinely love you and genuinely fuck with you, those industry mindsets can't get too close either. So that's what I've learned about the politics. It's a way around them. When you got real people around you wanting to see you succeed, a lot of people have gotten around the industry politics. A lot of people have changed the industry politics. Um, and um, it's to be celebrated and not tolerated, so. Now let's get into this high off life freestyle that okay. you did. Oh my God. Big dog. <laughs> Trending all over. Did you expect for that freestyle to go up like it did? I didn't. That was actually right after the show. And I just felt like I was just like, I just wanted to write a letter to myself. That was supposed to be like a personal thing. And then next thing you know, boom, everybody enjoyed it. I was like, wow. You I know, didn't. I really want to put you, I wouldn't even say on the spot. Cause I feel like you would be ready. Yes. 
Ooh, could you do a quick freestyle? What? No. What? I would have been ready, typically. <laughs> uh, I really would have, but I feel like today is just a sunshine day for me. That is it. The sun is the sun, and on me back. It's okay. We know you really like that, for real. So. Period. That's, I mean, bars on bars. That's it. <laughs> now, getting into your music, who would you say are the people you make music for? I make music. I know a lot of my music is definitely for, um, I would say both. I would say I make my music for like moms. I make my music for like fathers, mothers. I make my music for like kids. I feel like my brothers and sisters, they're younger than me and they'll play my, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. especially teen mothers too. I feel like I'm a big inspiration when it comes to teen mothers and when it comes to mothers in general, especially when you're doing what I'm doing, like trying to follow your dreams. I realize other rappers are very influenced by what I do. Like, I feel like I influence some of everybody. Now, how do you manage to keep your sound so organic and not get lost into what's trending? Damn, that's kind of like, because everybody has to like trend at some point. I think it's a matter of what you say, and what you're talking about that keeps you organic and what you're genuinely speaking on. Like, is it you? I think it goes back to being yourself, because I think when you're being yourself, you could come up with a cadence that might be trending, but lyrics that might be true to you. You did a collab with Asian Doll called Kill Something. Period. I love Asian Doll. That's <laughs> another Texas hottie. Um, Big shout out to Asian Doll. She fucked that record up. She freestyled that record. It was dope. How, how was it working with her? It was dope. We were in the studio. We got to work immediately. She literally sat there and she freestyled that shit. I was, I was impressed. And you know, y'all are both like, y'all get real, like, <laughs> just real with it. It just comes out. So when I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, this is a duo. This is it. It was happening. We're both colorful, so I appreciated that. I appreciated her time. It's a dope record. Now, what made you choose her in specific for this record? Um, she came to mind when you talk about, again, just being colorful and being who you are um, and her charisma and, and her brand. Um, and what she stands for. So I appreciate it. I think it's just showing just women empowerment. We working together, we pushing through. Um, and she, I would say as far as in like how she carries herself, I probably was the most connected to it in that way. I feel that. Now your I can't change visual. I really want to talk about that because uh. we had the struggle in there. We had the cereal and the water. <laughs> we had the wrapping in the closet. Yes. I feel like you really showed where your where you came from is really a part of your story. Yes. Um, what made you showcase all of those things? Because um, it was time. I feel like that was a big moment. You know what I'm saying? It's pro it was probably like a one in a lifetime moment. There was like a million people who auditioned. So I just felt like in this moment I had to talk about everything that I stand for um, and that was my moment to show it so those were the details those were the situations and the circumstances um, and I appreciated uh, being able to show that I appreciated the produce producers being able to describe it exactly how I wanted it so I was excited about that they needed to see it and not to mention you killed it of course thank you I appreciate that because I wasn't trying to be fancy I feel like it's easy to be fancy we already up here with they already you know what I'm saying like I wasn't trying to be a celebrity for real, I was just trying to be who I am. Now, the last project that you dropped was Reset. Um, what was the meaning behind your album title? I love Reset. Reset was so significant because Reset was like a recharge, a restart, um, a reaffirm moment for myself. Like I think Reset was just a deeper story into my story. 
definitely talked about my father. I definitely talked about being a parent at a young age. Um, I definitely talked about uh, the way I grew up in High Brooklyn was and just the things that I learned. I talked about my family issues. It was just a reset um, and a release uh, to my next chapter. And did you feel any pressure to have like the perfect project when you were recording? No. Like, no, I feel like I had the perfect, what, I had the perfect fucking, what, I had the perfect introduction to the world. Nothing else needs to be perfect from this point forward. It's already great. They had a great time seeing what they saw, but now it's just about uh, getting into the artistry and who I am, not only as an artist, but as a, as a mom, as a woman, as everything that makes me unique, as everything that makes me powerful. Now, I know this is not a fair question to ask, but what was your favorite track on that project? Uh, uh, Reset? Mm-hmm. My favorite track is um, Reset. I'm not gonna lie, I've been grinding all night, I've been jumping on flight. That's, you know, that's my favorite track, but I feel like Exhale on a personal level was my favorite track. Uh, when I get into the spirit with my father, I feel like that was really important for me. Now you gave us Reset, so what can we expect from you this year? I'm excited to give y'all what I got this year. We're talking about visuals, we're talking about features, we're talking about a whole album in works. Not another EP, but just an album. We're talking about really setting up um, in full gear this year. Because last year, definitely since COVID, it definitely put a stop on things. But I feel like independently, I got it in the bag more this year than ever before. Is there any surprise features that we can expect? That's why it's a surprise, okay? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's why it's a surprise. Y'all gotta wait on this. Y'all can't just assume nothing. You can't think you know anything. Y'all are just gonna be excited. <laughs> Let's get into your style. I'm so excited to talk about that because yes. you came ready with the red. You, girl. you hear me? A little bit of this and that ain't never hurt nobody. <laughs> um, what would you say is the influence behind your style? Um, I think like, I find influences in cartoons. Now I know this might be a little weird, mm -hmm. but I ain't gonna lie. Like even my hair now, I was inspired by Pepe Le Pew. Like I feel like he was a skunk, but he was the most confident skunk you did see. Nobody, he stank, but nobody, he didn't care that he stank. He didn't feel like he stank. It was just going down. My biggest inspiration as well as on a music level is Prince. Um, I always, Purple Rain was like my favorite song I fell in love with. You got Johnny Bravo, which is my favorite cartoon. Real people know these cartoons. Like what? Like, I just feel like I'm inspired by cartoons. Um, but Prince in real life form had to be one of my biggest inspirations. I, I love what he came with. El DeBarge. I mean, you're talking about people who just lived out loud. They're here just in general. Like, it, it, like if you go look up Johnny Bravo and Prince, like you'll get the same vibes. Like, man, these people are crazy. These people are great. When it comes to your look, what is one thing that you cannot go without? Okay, look as a whole or items in the look? I would say items in the look. I can't go without my lashes. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I need my lashes. I can't go without some type of pattern in my hair. I can't do just a regular color. Um, and I can't go without a sickening collar. I'm not gonna lie, this is like my evil villain collar. I get to be very mischievous in this. Like, you know, I get to be like very much so detective. So I just feel like a sickening collar, high shoulders for me is always great with a nice little lift for me. I feel like it's always great. Those are really important things that you will not see any outfit on me without. Now with your hair, where did that come from? It came from just, um, well, I'm not gonna lie, I think the half and half definitely was inspired by me being a Gemini. 
Um, but then also two XXX Tension. I think uh, when I, that's how you pronounce his name. No disrespect. I, I hope I pronounced it right. I suck with names. Um, but he was like the first person I was to see with the blonde and the black. So I put it in my head because I'm just like, oh, damn, like this is cute. Um, and then it just kind of resonated with me from from there. So I like him, too, by the way. Real guy. R.I.P. He hard. As we have entered the year of 2021, what would you say are some of your goals for this year as an artist? Um, some of my goals are definitely in. I think this year is probably just more consistency on a, on a basic level. I think I can definitely be more consistent um, in what I do. So I want to do a lot of bigger shows this year. I want to tour this year, which I know is coming. Um, and I want to really travel this year. And I'm talking about internationally tour. Um, now that I have the fan base to do so, that's probably one of my biggest goals is to go to Paris, go to London. And I know my name is London, but I've never been to London and I have to go. <laughs> so I want to like travel. I want to go to Europe. Like I want, I want to go to Africa. I want to go to Egypt. Those are like some of my biggest goals as an artist to be able to go out and really talk um, and perform in front of those countries. We gonna manifest it because you will. Yes. We no, we are like literally. It's right after the album. Boom! Then the tour is coming, and then all greatness from there is awesome. Now, before we wrap up, what advice would you have for anyone who is struggling to find their purpose? Try anything once. Try anything once. I feel like it's nothing we can't do. Try anything once. Because I realize some people might have a passion for things they're not gifted for. And some people could be gifted for things they're not passionate about. Um, so when you find your purpose, your gift and your passion has to become one. And that's the day you really know this is what you're supposed to be doing. All right, y'all. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And we off the porch. That's it. <laughs> Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.